If you've got your Bible, go ahead and turn to Philippians chapter 1. I think a lot of y'all know we've been posting about it, but we're going to be going through Philippians um, this spring. We'll have a little two-week break to talk about dating and relationships. So that'll be fun. Um, So that'll be kind of midway, about six weeks from now, so you can mark your calendars, guys and girls. Um, Yeah, Philippians chapter 1, that's where we're going to be tonight. So I've got a question, and maybe some of y'all will be bold enough to answer um, when you think about home, and I don't necessarily mean like your home because maybe you had a bad like home life experience, but when you think about home, maybe where you're from, where you grew up, you know, there's always like those nostalgic like best memories, right? The things that you're just like, man, those are some good times. For someone, raise your hand, or you don't have to raise your hand. Just tell me what, when you think about home growing up. What are some of the things you're like, man? That was the best part about where I'm from. Maybe it was. It could be a several things, but what is it? Anybody want to share? Quick, you just like you don't have to give me like a paragraph, just something quick. Yes, ma'am. Cooking with your grandma. I might like to experience that. Yeah. <laughs> that sounds awesome. Awesome. Yes, sir. Texas Tech, Texas Tech football. There you go. Who believes it's going to be a better season in 2017? Yeah. <laughs> okay, yeah. got a few. Got a few. All right. Anybody else? Anybody else? Yes, ma'am. Best Smoky Jack. Say it one more time. The best. It sounds pretty good. In plain view? I'm about to go check it out. Mark, there you go. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> that sounds awesome. Powder donuts on the couch and watch Barney. Awesome. One more. Yes, ma'am. Summer church camps? Cutie Club? I'm not sure what that is. <laughs> what? This is getting weird. <laughs> That's good, though. That's good. You can tell me about it later. Okay, hanging out with church friends. Good. Yeah, one, one of mine, you know, Lauren and I grew up in Florida, and where we're from is just under South, just under Georgia. And so um, there were some friends of, uh, that went to our church my, my church growing up, uh, the Crawfords, Mitchell and Teresa Crawford. And they lived, Richard, Richard's from where I'm from, and he knows what I'm talking about. R.I.P. I don't know why I said R.I.P. They're, they're still alive. <laughs> they're still alive. R.I.P. these memories. But they lived, I'm a little rusty. It's been a month, okay? <laughs> but they, uh, they lived in South Georgia, about 20 minutes from where we grew up. And they, were, they lived right on the river that separates Florida and Georgia. So that's why Richard and I like Florida-Georgia line. Well, I don't know if he does. He doesn't. But anyways, uh, they, they, they lived right on the river that separates Florida and Georgia. And, man, beautiful land. They had a, a, a stock pond full of catfish. I'm, I'm like full of cat. You could like put your toe in there and they'd eat it or something. Okay, they're everywhere. They wouldn't eat your toe. But um, t- tons of catfish in this pond. And they would, in the summer, they would invite sometimes the whole youth group or sometimes just a couple families You'd go out there about, I don't know, about 4 or 5 in the afternoon, and he'd give you some fishing rods, and you'd start catching catfish. And when Mr. Mitchell was like an expert, he would know when he had enough. He'd say, all right, I got enough. And he'd get all the kids around, he'd clean the catfish. And while he's getting the catfish ready to fry up, and this is fresh, like you literally just caught it. And so that's why when they say fresh in Lubbock, I'm like, that ain't fresh. You know, you flew it in from like Galveston. So anyways, his wife, Miss Teresa, would be in the kitchen making uh, homemade. Now, I don't know some of y'all don't like this, but she would be in the kitchen making homemade fresh uh, cheese grits and 
pouring some, brewing some sweet tea, making some homemade cobbler. You can see why this is a good memory, right? But it really was. I Man, we, we'd just hang out and eat and laugh, and he, he'd always have some goofy, like, redneck games we'd play. Um, it was incredible. So when I think about growing up and think about home, about home, that's one of the best parts. Like, man, if you didn't experience that, you should, like, actually, Lauren and I, um, I guess two summers ago, when we were home, I said, hey, you got to go to the Crawfords. We went out there, and she was like, this is just amazing. <laughs> um, it, it really was. It, it's so incredible. There's so many things about life that you could say, yeah, that's, that's the best part. When I think back on that, man, that was incredible. So maybe like the best part of football season or you think about Christmas and you have that memory that like, man, that's the, that's the best part. Or maybe you think about, you know, going uh, to late night movie with your friends and going to Whataburger and getting sick afterwards. And you're like, man, that was the best part. Maybe not the sick part, but you think about going, hang out with your friends. And you're like, man, you know, it could be, it's different for everybody. If you think, man, that was, that was the best part. Now, something that you probably haven't thought much about, I honestly had probably never thought about until I started studying Philippians. Um, something I never really considered is, what is the best part about Christian friendships? What, what is the best part about the, the relationships we have in here? And so let me just time out for a second before we go any further. If you, if you just, I'm not, I'm not saying this to be me. I'm trying to, like, help you. If you just come up here on Thursday nights and, like, sneak in on Sunday mornings but you never talk to anybody, it's really hard to have Christian friendships, right? Does that make sense? Again, not, not like, bashing you. I'm just trying to encourage you. Like, what we're talking about here is when you're part of a community, right? Part of the body, not just, like, show up and leave and never talk to anybody. But what is the best part of Christian friendship? We're going to be, you know, like I said, studying Philippians uh, this semester and, Philippians, is that we call it you know, the book of Philippians, but actually it was a letter that the Apostle Paul wrote to Christians in a city called Philippi, okay? The Apostle Paul, some of y'all know about him, he was a very, very religious dude that you could say kind of hated Jesus, and Jesus radically, out of nowhere, transformed his heart and showed up and radically changed him. So Paul went from thinking that he was a good person and trying to be good to realizing that, man, Jesus is the only one that's good, <laughs> He's the only way I can actually even like start being like and start being uh, start having quality, like godly qualities in my life is, is is through Jesus. He realized that instead of earning his way to salvation, earning his way to heaven, the only way that could happen was through a relationship with Jesus Christ, because Jesus was perfect for him, and Jesus lived for him and died for him and offered eternal life. And so Paul's life was radically changed. You could what we call it is he became a Christian, right? He became a Christian. Paul was, after he became a Christian, it was like he went full-time, hardcore, going around telling people about Jesus. Now, listen, we know if you read Scripture, we're all supposed to tell people about Jesus, right? We're all supposed to do that. But Paul was, you could, literally, that's like what he did for a living almost. I mean, I, not exactly, but like, he did it all the time, was going around. You may, you, the word we would use is he was a missionary, right? He traveled from place to place and told people about Jesus. And he was... From what we understand, he was the first Christian missionary to Philippi. I and mean, when he got there, there weren't Christians. There were some Jews, but there weren't Christians. One of the first people there to become a Christian was a, na- a lady named Lydia. And she was, to say it simply, she was like a rich fashionista, okay? So this is like, um, help me out here. Who would this be like? Deborah. <laughs> They're pointing <at> Deborah. <laughs> she was like a rich fashionista. Then another, another person that but he led to Christ, um, or was, came to Christ through his ministry there, was a little girl who was really, a, she was a slave girl that was essentially demon-possessed, and she came to Christ. Another person that he led to Christ was like a blue-collar 
prison guard. <laughs> while Paul was in, long story, we don't go there on time there. This is all in Acts 16. But while Paul was in prison, he, he got to lead this guy to Christ. And that's, that's where the church at Philippi started. Not exactly your dream team, right? <laughs> you wouldn't think, but that, that's the way God does things. That's, that's where the church started. And what's cool is when the book of Philippians, the letter of Philippians was wrote, this is about 10 years after Paul had gone to Philippi and started that church. And guess where Paul is now as he's writing this letter? I say now meaning like 2,000 years ago. <laughs> where was he when he wrote this letter? He was in prison, yeah. He was in prison. This is what you would call a, like a missionary update letter. I don't know if you've ever gotten those before, but mission, people that are in, in crazy places around the world sometimes will send missionary update letters to the people back home to say, hey, here's what God's doing, and man, I sure did miss you guys. This is kind of what's going on in Philippians. Paul is writing to Philippi, the, the Philippian Christians and saying, man, let me tell you what's going on. And he starts off by kind of saying, man, I miss you guys. It's like an old friend or catching up with an old friend. So let's check it out. Philippians chapter 1, verse 1. Paul and Timothy, servants of Christ Jesus, to all the saints in Christ Jesus who are at Philippi, with the overseers and deacons, grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. I thank my God and all my remembrance of you, always in every prayer of mine for you all, making my prayer with joy because of your partnership in the gospel from the first day until now. And I'm sure of this, that he who began a good work in you will bring it to completion at the day of Jesus Christ. It is right for me to feel this way about you all, because I hold you in my heart. For you are all partakers with me of grace, both in my imprisonment and in the defense and confirmation of the gospel. For God is my witness how I yearn for you all with the affection of Christ Jesus. And it is my prayer that your love may abound more and more with knowledge and all discernment. So that you may approve what is excellent. And so be pure and blameless for the day of Christ. Filled with the fruit of righteousness that comes through Jesus Christ to the glory and praise of God. I love this. It's so cool. When you, when you kind of back off, and maybe if you, re, if you read through this passage a couple of times, you really do see Paul's heart here, what's going on. He's, he's writing to them, and he says, man, when I think about you and I remember you and I pray for you, man, I can't help but my, my prayers with joy. I, I, I thank God for you. He's saying, man, when I think about, back about you guys, man, my heart just finds delight. And here's, here's what it is. Here's what the reason he gives. It's because of their partnership in the gospel. He said, what does that mean? First thing I want you to see, one of the best things, one of the best parts about Christian friendship is experiencing the goodness of Jesus together. One of the best parts about Christian friendships is, man, getting to talk about and, and see and rejoice in what God is doing in our lives together. He says, man, I'm so thankful for you. I make my prayer with joy. I thank my God when I, when I think about you guys because of your partnership in the gospel from the first day until now. I said, man, we've partnered together in the gospel. We've, we've seen God work in our lives together. And man, I'm so thankful for it. When I think about you guys, man, it's, it's the best part. It's what I get so excited about. It's a highlight of my life. Man, it's incredible to see what God has done in us. He says, I'm sure of this, that he who began a good work in you will bring it to completion at the day of Jesus Christ. So Paul's thinking back to about 10 years before, remember? And he's saying, I think about when, when God saved you and how he's transformed your life. Man, it's incredible. You know what? I know God is not done with you yet. I think about the way that he saved you and how he's grown you and how you've 
begin to follow him and been discipled. And man, I know he's not finished with you. It's been so cool to, to partner in the gospel and see that. I love, look down at verse 7. It says, after he says, man, it's, I'm confident what God's going to do in your life. He says, it is right for me to feel this way about you all because I hold you in my heart. So he said, man, you're dear to me. For you are all partakers with me of grace. So again, when he's saying, when I think about you, and, and the reason that I hold you so dearly in my heart is because we've partaken of grace together. We've, we've seen the goodness of Jesus, meaning his mercy, his grace, his love, his forgiveness, his compassion. And man, we've experienced that together. And so Paul's saying, when I think about you, Philippians, man, my heart takes delight. I rejoice. I get excited about, man, we've experienced the goodness of Jesus together. One of the best parts about Christian friendship is experiencing the goodness of Jesus together. A guy I mentioned sometimes, y'all, y'all remember, and some of y'all know him personally, um, a guy that used to work here named Garrett. About, uh, I guess, two and a half years ago, um, his wife, uh, Chelsea, and he went to Florida with Lauren. Uh, Lauren was turning uh, 30, and it was their one-year anniversary, kind of about the same time, said, hey, let's have a little vacation together. So we went back to Florida, and um, I remember where, I don't know what day it was, but one of the nights, we went down to St. Augustine, got us some, uh, some fresh shrimp, which maybe you could like, this is gross. <laughs> um, went down there, got some good old shrimp, walked along kind of intercoastal in the, the ocean down there. And then we went to a concert. My favorite, Lauren and I's favorite band, at least at that time, certainly, uh, was Need to Breathe. And Garrett loved Ben Rector. And crazy thing, they were together, which is like incredible, right? So we go to this concert. It's, it's an amazing time. It's at this outdoor amphitheater in St. Augustine. So it's just beautiful. It's amazing. And we leave there, and, uh, you know, if you know Gary, he could get, like, kind of impulsive sometimes. He's like, man, let's go get some ice cream. So we go, I'm like, it's like 12 o'clock, and I'm like, yeah, I want ice cream. So we, we go to Whataburger or something, I don't know. And we do have Whataburger in, in Florida. I know it's crazy, but we really do. Um, I know, your brain just exploded. <laughs> but we go get some ice cream. We get back in the car, and we're, we're going back towards Jacksonville because St. Augustine is kind of south of Jacksonville. We're going back. And as we're driving, Gary out of nowhere says, guys, these are the moments we're going to remember when we're dead. <laughs> and we're all like, dude, you're, you're sleepy, man. <laughs> you're tired. We're like, we know what you mean, but that was really weird. Like, but what? It really was one of those moments where like, you know, you're driving home. You've had those experiences where you're driving home. Like, man, time was just perfect, right? Good friends, good music, good scenery, beautiful. Like getting to see God's creation, good food. It was just, man, that's a good memory. But here's what I'll tell you. I'm not, I'm not just saying this. I, I mean this from... from from here, from my heart. Every now and then, we don't talk all the time, but occasionally when Garrett and I catch up, sometimes it's just, you know, stupid things. He'll call and make fun of me and stuff. <laughs> um, but sometimes when we call, we actually visited them back in October. You know what our favorite memories are and what we love talking about most? Is how we've experienced the goodness of Jesus together. Not, I'm not just saying that, but like Really? We were at uh, dinner, and we were back in, back in, uh, in Nashville in October. And, uh, man, we, we probably spent an hour and a half just talking about how we'd seen God work in our lives and students' lives, how he was changing us and growing us. And that was, like, when I think back to October, that was the best part of the trip, was thinking about, man, how we experienced the goodness of Jesus together. Here's what I want us to see. Paul and the Philippians are kind of an example to us. If we're not talking about and reveling in and rejoicing in and, and enjoying the goodness of Jesus together, 
we're really missing out. <laughs> it's not like we just every now and then you know, should talk about Jesus. Man, that should be the, the heart of our conversations. I was talking with some friends the other day. I think um, people that talk about Jesus a lot and what he's doing in their lives and how he's changed them and how he's growing them and how he's forgiven them, I think that's viewed as like the ultimate, like, wow, they are really serious Christians. They're on a whole other level. That's just for them. That's not really for everybody. The idea in Scripture is that that's supposed to be the norm, <laughs> that you just, Jesus, he, he permeates every aspect of your life. You know, we've got to quit compartmentalizing Jesus of like, here's this little section for Jesus, and then here's the rest of my life. Man, we're Jesus people. <laughs> so it, he should permeate everything that we do and talk about. I'm telling you, the best part of Christian friendship, it, yes, it's fun to go off and do things and talk about sports and talk about school. And that's, that's not fun to talk about school. Actually, that's a lie. <laughs> but to catch up and shoot the breeze. But I'm telling you, the best part is, one of the best parts is, is to, man, just, rejoice in, man, the common experience of the goodness of Jesus together. Some of you may say, that, that can't be the best part. I don't, I don't think so. We were home uh, in, or back in Florida for a few days at Christmas. Quick story. Uh, my nephews were there, seven and nine, I think. I should know that. Um, Elijah and Gabriel. And um, we'd gone to the gym, play basketball and stuff. And the next day, we were t- my, whole, my dad, my parents were taking us the whole family, both my sisters and their kids, and Lauren and I, to this little um, amusement park called Wild Adventure. It's kind of a cool place. I say little. It's not like Six Flags. It's pretty cool. It's cooler than the Lubbock Fair, I'll give you that. And crazy, it's actually a little bit better than Joyland, too, okay? <laughs> yeah, too far. Sorry, too far. Um, but so as we're, we're driving back to the house and saying, man, tomorrow we're going to Wild Adventure. It's going to be awesome. Aren't y'all excited? And both of I'm thinking they're going to be, like, losing their minds because they're seven and nine. It's like the perfect amusement park for them, and they go, well, I'm not really, not really excited. I, I was like, well, in my head, I'm like, little punks, you know? <laughs> They're like, well, not really, no, it's really not my thing. And Lauren and I were like, hey, it's going to be great. They're like, I don't think so. They're like seven and nine. I'm like, no, really, it's, it's going to be a blast. You're going to have fun. Okay, we'll see. I don't really care. <laughs> I really was like, I'm going to slap somebody. <laughs> um, so here's what's funny. We get to Wild Adventures, and what happens? That's the coolest thing ever, man, right? They're running around. You had Uncle Brandon, Uncle Brandon, come ride this. Come ride this, please. It's going to be the best thing ever. Man, they had a blast. But you know why they doubted and why they're like, eh, it's probably not that cool? They had never experienced it. And because, now they wouldn't tell you this, but I would, because they were scared. <laughs> they really were. That's what their mom told me. My sister's name, who's their mom, is also Lauren, too. Kind of creepy, I know. <laughs> but um, <laughs> but they, uh, she told me, she said, they're just scared. They're scared to get on the rides. So, they, they were doubting how awesome it would be because they were scared because they never experienced it. Here's the deal. Most of us doubt that talking about Jesus with our friends and, and how he's changing us and being honest with how, how we're struggling but how he's been showing us grace. Most of us doubt that that's actually a really awesome thing because, one, we've never really experienced it or because we're scared, right? We're scared to, to talk about Jesus with our friends. Because like, man, it's kind of awkward. I don't want to bring that up. It's kind of, and so we, so we ignore it. And you know what? We, we miss one of the best parts of our Christian friendships, of experiencing the goodness of Jesus together because we're just kind of scared and we've never been there before. And I'm telling you, one of the best things about Christian friendship is experiencing the goodness of Jesus together and, and talking about it and rejoicing in it. Does it make sense? You with me? I, personally, I, I miss out on that a lot. 
because it's easy to shoot the breeze with people, right? Man, Cowboys game, that really stunk, which it did stink, by the way. But um, it's so easy to talk about that or, like, I felt the weather. How It's kind of lame to talk about the weather, but we do that all the time, right? Sure, it's cold today. Like, yeah, I could tell. <laughs> but we talk about so many trivial things and, and never get to experience one of the best parts about our friendship. And if Jesus really is who the Bible says he is, who he says he is, and if we really, if he's really changed our lives like we say he has, then shouldn't he be at the center of our conversations? Yeah, absolutely. You know, there's actually, from this passage, I think there's one other thing that Paul would say is one of the best parts is he's thinking about the Philippians and remembering about his time with them and how he's seen God work in their lives. There's, I think one other thing we want to see here that you could say is one of the best parts of Christian friendship. And this one would be a little bit quicker. The second, so the first one is experiencing the goodness of Jesus together. The second one is extending the goodness of Jesus together. And let me, I should have said this earlier. When I say goodness of Jesus, we're talking about the gospel, right? The fact that I'm far more wicked and evil than I could ever dare believe. But because of Jesus and the life he lived and that he died for me on the cross and rose again and conquered death and sin and the grave and Satan, because he's done that, I'm far more loved and accepted in Christ than I could ever have hoped for. That's the gospel. So the second, one of the, the second thing I want to say here, one of the best parts about Christian friendship is extending the goodness of Jesus to others. In other words, sharing the gospel, spreading the gospel. Again, he says, I thank my God for you. I, I make my prayer with joy because of your partnership in the gospel. So partnership, yes, one experiencing, but also partnership implies we got a goal, right? We got a job to do. We have, we're on a mission here. If you look back down, remember we mentioned grace earlier. He says, verse 7, it is right for me to feel this way about you all because I hold you in my heart for you are all partakers with me of grace. But listen to this. It's not just that we get to partake of grace and, oh, God's so good. That's true. But listen to the context. You're partakers with me of grace, both in my imprisonment and in the defense and confirmation of the gospel. So you say, you know what? Man, we've stood together for the gospel. We, we've stood strong. We, we, we've stood boldly and, and tried to proclaim the gospel and defended it and confirmed that, yes, we really do believe that Jesus really is better than anything or anyone. And that without him, we're lost and hopeless. He said, man, we've stood together and we've partaken in, in God's grace and that we've extended the goodness of Jesus to others. One of the best things about Christian friendship is extending the goodness of Jesus to others. Being on mission together. Think about that. We, we see this in so many aspects of life. I think about like Caitlin and your team, right? A little cross, I don't mean little, but like cross, awesome cross-country team, right? Um, isn't it cool to, to like literally when you go to a meet, it's like, hey, we got this. And be on mission together. And that's just like, hey, we're going to run. We're going to win this thing, right? There, there's something special about that, rallying together. Think about in class when you got some professor that you're not sure if he's on crack or not because he's making everything so hard, he or her. And all the students come together and you're like, you know what? We got this. Don't accuse your professor of being on crack. It's not a good idea. But seriously, one of the best memories can be like, you know what? I know we're all struggling and D stands for diploma, but we're going to do this. We got this, Okay. <laughs> There's something about rallying together, right? Or if you, some of y'all are in like, uh, like a big uh, 
band, I don't know, what's the word I'm looking for, like a marching band, or like even like a band like this. There's something about saying, hey, we're going to learn this song. We're going to come together to learn this song. So, man, one of the best parts of those experiences is, is partnering to accomplish something. I'm telling you, one of the best parts of Christian friendship is, is partnering together for the gospel. To, to see man, the goodness of Jesus experienced by other people as well. I think so many times we've been lulled to sleep by the ways of the world. And we think we have wrong ideas, false ideas about what is actually exciting. We, we think everything that's exciting is me-centered. So like, oh, this week, weekend's going to be great, man. We're just going to hang out, play some video games and watch some football. Like, and that's our idea of excitement. I'm not trying to pick, like, I, I, not so much the video games, but like, I, I'm kind of like that sometimes. Oh my gosh, Christmas break was the funnest thing ever. I'm trying to talk to a girl, it's not going well. But, um, you know, um, we've we got to go shopping, hang out with my friends. Like, yeah, that's cool, but wouldn't it be a lot more exciting to be like, oh my gosh, you, you see somebody on Thursday night, you're like, man, can, can we talk for a second? I was reaching out to this person on campus who is an atheist or um, who is a Buddhist or whatever. Man, can we pray? Can, can we talk about I've been reaching out to them. Wouldn't that be a little more exciting than what you do over the break? Well, I went shopping. I'm not hating. Lauren and I went shopping, okay? It's, it's okay. Those aren't bad things. But I think we're missing out on one of the best parts of our friendship, of getting to extend the gospel together. I was talking to some folks. They're actually going to share a testimony, hopefully next week, a, a brief testimony. But, but they were saying that just this past week, um, they were saying bye to somebody who was, who was moving. And this person, as far as they know, is not a believer. And they, were, they actually got to pray with them before he left and sang some songs together. And they were saying one of the best experiences for them, like of the break, was them as Christian friends saying, like, man, we, we've been witnessing to this guy. We're praying for him. We've been reaching out to him. One of their best memories of the break is, is extending the, God, the goodness of Jesus to, to someone. Don't miss out. I remember in college, um, went to the Baptist College of Florida, small school in Florida, and we were going on a mission trip up to South Carolina. And on the last day of the mission trip, kind of like our mission trip in March, on the last day of the mission trip, we were going to go snow skiing, which... Snow skiing in South Carolina is not really extreme. But, um, I remember I, I love snow skiing, uh, skiing, and I was I was so excited. Like the whole trip, I was kind of like, man, on, on Friday we're going skiing. It's going to be crazy, right? And so so excited. And I remember we got after skiing, we got back on the bus and we're driving back to the place we were staying. It kind of hit me. I, I was kind of let down. I still had a blast skiing, but it finally occurred to me. I actually had a way better time doing the mission stuff than, than skiing. And that's not because I'm spiritual and trying to sound spiritual. No, really. Like, there was something about being with Christian friends and going and serving together and telling people about Jesus that was exciting. It was incredible. And the ski trip was good, but it paled in comparison to, to partnering in the gospel together. So honestly, when I think back about that trip, I don't think, man, that black slope, it was crazy. No, I think, man... We went out during the middle of the day, and we served in the food kitchen and got to tell people about Jesus. And at night, we came back and, and, and prayed together and shared about who, how we got to witness. That was the best part. So here's what I'm trying to tell you and tell myself. If we're not extending the goodness of Jesus together, then we're missing out on one of the best things about our friendships. If we're just kind of a little holy huddle we come together on Thursdays, but we never go extend the goodness of Jesus together, then our friendships are missing something. It says, we partner in the gospel. 
What are the best things about Christian friendship? Experiencing the goodness of Jesus and extending the goodness of Jesus. Why? Because we're Jesus people. It makes sense, right? Again, I said this earlier. If Jesus really is who the Bible says he is, who he says he is, if he's really changed our lives like we say he has, then it should, doesn't it make sense that he should be at the center of all we do? As Christians, we, we have the opportunity to have as the center and as the focal point of all our relationships the greatest person and the great, who's Jesus and the greatest message, the gospel. So when we don't have that as the center and it's just kind of an add-on, when it's not permeating everything we do, we're missing out. We really are. If you could fast forward like 50 years from now, hard to think. 50 years. I'll be 81. How y'all doing? Good to see y'all. <laughs> 50 years from now. Wouldn't it be kind of lame? Hmm. Say, it would be kind of normal. But wouldn't it be kind of like. Yeah lame and not that exciting. To. Uh, get out. It'll probably Facebook may be dead by then. But RIP. Um, but. <laughs> There'll be some sort of social media, or, or maybe you go old school. So say someone sends you a message through whatever this futuristic social media is. Um, or maybe you, old school, you get a letter. Wouldn't it be kind of lame if you're like, yeah, so good to catch up. They, they, you're, or maybe you're writing to someone, and, or they're writing to you, whichever way, it doesn't matter. And you say, man, when I think about you, I think about some of our best times. Remember, we used to, we used to go to Whataburger together. We went on a trip together. <laughs> Those were the best times ever. We used to watch tech football. That was an extreme letdown. <laughs> so, so, hey, I got, sorry, I was distracting. But hey, wouldn't that be kind of lame? Right? But kind of normal? You know what would be way more exciting? Is to get whatever this futuristic social media message is. <laughs> Or to get a letter and say, Meredith, Seth, Daniel, and remember when on Thursday nights or home group, and when we were praying together, when you were going through that hardship and how we saw God work miraculously in your life and how he showed you his grace. Remember, remember what he did back then? Man, isn't that so cool? Remember how we knew that he was going to be faithful with you and walk with you all your days? Man, he's, he's doing that. You're now... Brandon, our old college pastor, he's like 81. He's about to die. But we're, we're only like 70. And man, isn't it cool to see how good God has been? Sorry. Wouldn't it be cool to get a letter or, or a message and, and say, hey, remember that time we were sharing the gospel with somebody at LCU or at South Plains or at Tech or on a on mission trip to Denver or Vancouver, hopefully next year or whatever. Remember that time? I mean, wasn't that incredible? Remember how we prayed for them and God saved them? Do you see how one greatly outweighs the other in awesomeness? <laughs> I, don't, I don't want us to miss out, y'all. But here's the deal. It takes intentionality. It's going to take at least a few of you saying, hey, I don't want to just come to church. I actually want to partner in the gospel, meaning I want to experience the goodness of Jesus, and I want to extend it to others. But it starts, it starts with you guys. I'm here. I'm, I'm trying to help you, but 
you guys got to do it, right? People expect me to talk about Jesus, right? It's kind of weird if I don't. <laughs> We're Jesus people, so let's, let's do it. We're going to um, sing just a little bit more if David and the folks want to come up. Let me pray first, and then I'll kind of lead you through a little response time. If you would just bow your heads. <clears throat> God, I thank you for the example we see in Philippians. It's so cool to see how Paul, when he thought about the Philippians, he took such delight in their partnership in the gospel. Um, it's, it's such an example to us that you should be the center of our friendships as believers, God. And Lord, I pray that for myself, and I pray for these students, that we would not hear this as a condemning message, but as an invitation to experience some of the best things about being a Christian and having friends. Right where you're at, you just keep your head bowed for a second. I'll give you a second to just kind of reflect on maybe something God has told you, but I definitely want you to do these two things. I'm gonna I'll be quiet and let you reflect for a second. But first I want you to, to take a moment to just reflect and think about how you have experienced the goodness of Jesus with others and how maybe if you have, if you have extended the goodness of Jesus to others, um, just kind of rejoice and thank God for those moments, those special moments where you said, man, those are some special times. Maybe, maybe at church or at home group or at camp or maybe in high school at Disciple Now, those moments where you're hugging each other and praying for each other. God, thank you for those moments. Those are really special moments. Maybe... Maybe you saw a friend, you and, you and your other Christian friends reached out to somebody and you saw them come to Christ or you, you can see that you planted a seed and they're, and they're on their way. Thank God for those, for those memories. The second thing I want you to do We could all probably do a little better at this, right? I know I could. We could probably be a little more intentional about actually talking about what Jesus is doing in our lives, actually extending the goodness of Jesus to others. So I want you to take a moment and just say, God, help me. We really are Jesus people. <laughs> so help me to let you, God, permeate everything I do, all my conversations, all my friendships. I pray that, pray that you would that we would not just be complacent and have trivial conversations, but that we would man, experience the goodness of Jesus and we would extend it to others. up just for a second we're gonna take a few moments to, to sing a little bit more and uh we're gonna this first song we're gonna sing is death was arrested it, I hope, I, if y'all heard that song it's an incredible song right um if you haven't heard it you're gonna love it i'm pretty sure but um this song is really the story of the gospel of 
of what Jesus has done for us and how, it, man, the, the impact it has on our lives. And here's what's cool. As, as Christians, as Christian friends, all of our stories, as individual and as unique as they all are and special as they all are, they're all wrapped up in whose story? Yeah, the story of Jesus, right? The, the gospel is what unifies us. It's, again, it's what we partner in. It's, it's the common story. So here's what's cool. In a moment, as we sing, we're going to get to in a sense, right now, experience the goodness of Jesus together. As we stand and sing and we're all in this room together, we're literally experiencing the goodness of Jesus right now. Does that make sense? As we sing and talk about Him and think about what He's done for us, we, we get to revel in that. And here's what's cool. As we experience the goodness of Jesus and think about His story and what He's done for us, that in turn motivates us and, and really challenges us and inspires us to go and extend the goodness of Jesus, right? That's how it works. It's kind of a rhythm there. As we experience the goodness of Jesus, man, here's, we sing about the gospel and what he's done for me. Man, that motivates us to go out as a group, as friends, and to extend it to others. So, man, let's stand. Let's experience the goodness of Jesus together. Y'all stand and sing with us.